Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kiri Kermud. This week we take another look back at this Southern District Agricultural Show. We were around the marquees talking to people with various stands and also people involved in the young farmers' world in the cookery competition, plus maybe a bit of a sample of gin. Well, we said on last week's programme when we uh, announced all the uh, the champions, supreme champions of the Southern Show, the judges, the presidents, and uh, it didn't give us really much time, Kiri, to to chat to some of the people round about in the show field. That's right. It was a very busy show field indeed, especially with everything that's going on in the world at the minute. They were still turned out with their wares, and it was a, a fantastic uh, marque display there by Defer in particular, and all of the rest of the arts and crafts and the produce around the place. And it was um, you, I found, in the beer tent. Yes, we'll come to that very shortly. Uh, but we talked to various people about um, breeds of sheep, about horses. But firstly, I caught up with Desi Robinson, who was busy with a load of reeds or something like that. And I asked him what he was up to. It's a bumby cage. Uh, it's uh, it's an old traditional... All right, Craig. It's an old traditional um, um, craft that, uh, that is, I suppose really all the children would be taught by the... The parents, you know, in the in the old days, and it's a, it's a craft really that's died out, and it's just really John John Dog and myself, and, a, and another chap from the north of the island, Kevin Quayle, sort of uh, try and pass the the knowledge on to, to people who are interested. Now, the the purpose of these cages uh, was was mainly for the younger generation. That's right. They were they, they, there was a, a live uh, bumblebee put in one of these cages and to the whole folk uh, uh, a bumblebee was a bad fairy and it was put inside one of these cages to teach it a lesson and uh, the the children were told that when you went to bed if they said the prayers for the spirit of of the bad fairy they could change it by the power of prayer back into a good fairy give it its magic back and then the the, the fairy could magic its way out of the out of the bumby cage. So when the children went to bed, fell asleep, the parents would sneak into the room, undo the top of the, the bumby cage, and let the bumby out. And when the kids got up in the morning, the, the bumby cage would be empty or there'd be a seashell left in it. It was just really a way of getting the, the children to, to say their prayers, you know, at night. But it's a it's, it's a good method, yeah. So so similar in a way to the to the tooth fairy. That's it. That's it. You've got it. And it, and and it's a really. I, I mean, you can see it's a really simple simple skill. You know, it's a. But the, it, but the materials are, are the plentiful. Is it the willow you use? No, no, no. This is this is rush. This is the rush. This is the the rush that you get down in any standing water or ponds or near the sides of of river a river, and it's. It's got to be cut three days and be left for three days before you use it, otherwise it gets a, it, it can be very brittle on you. You see at the moment it's, it's just a lovely, it's lovely to work with, you know, it's lovely and soft, it's not breaking and I think with, the, with it drying out a bit too, you've got the nice colours, you've got the greens and the yellows and the, and the browns off it, you know. 
Well, they're still they're still an attractive uh, toy, aren't they? And still fascinates oh, yeah. the children, doesn't it? Children are absolutely fascinated by it. Uh, to all the listeners, we don't use <laughs> we don't use bumblebees now. <laughs> uh, it's um, it's periwinkles or the or the Manx word for the periwinkle is a for gog. That's uh, you get the lovely uh, yellow ones. I like to pick the yellow ones. You get so they sort of use it as a rattle. That's it. Yeah. That's it as a, a, a as a rattle. Just pick one up there, fella, and give it a shake. There you go. Yeah. Uh, still fascinating. Well, keep up the good work. Okay. Cheers. Now. Thanks very much. Well, a man who had donned the parish walking hat for a while had a different hat on him last week, Kiri. A very knowledgeable man indeed in Ray Cox, the uh, organiser of the horse section in particular at the Southern District Agricultural Show. And it was a little bit unfortunate this year they had to postpone the show jumping with the ground being terribly, terribly hard and dry. And I caught up with Ray to talk about the disappointment. Well, Ray Cox, it's been a busy weekend and now coming to the close of the second day of the Southern Show. How has the horse and pony section been? Well, we had a great day yesterday. Uh, very successful. Um, I think the, um, the setup was well received. Um, it's nice to have the nice big rings, plenty of space. Um, and um, overall, it was a good day. Very good day. And I suppose with a new venue, these are unknown quantities, you know, whether the ring is in the right position, whether it's the right size, whether the, the ground is of the right condition for the horses that are coming to compete. These are all factors you had to have in the back of your mind setting it all up. Yeah, indeed. So uh, when you're placed, faced with such a big wide space, yeah, it's difficult to know exactly what to do. And I think we've already learned that we need to have the rings in a different place next year. So we've already got plans in our heads for that. And um, I think the ground is the other big issue. And of course, you're you're, you're the victim of the, the, the weather, no matter what you say. is It's either too wet, it's either too dry and whatever. <laughs> so this year it was unfortunate we had to make the decision not to jump. And I think when you take away the jumping, it's a spectacle that people love to see they love to see the show jumping and uh, Sunday you know would be a, like a big big part of this show so oh. to lose the jumping on grounds for safety was yeah. that was a hard decision and that is just purely because the ground is too hard and the, and the horses wouldn't be able to manage that yeah it would be what I would call unsafe ground so in other words um, asking people to compete with their horses on ground like that could could lead to injury and that's not yeah. we don't none of us want to see that no no and how were the rest of the classes obviously that the flat classes there was a lot of young children about here and in horse riding outfits yesterday covered in rosettes yeah I think they had a great day so we have a very varied program here a very full program very very busy so they had lots of classes they were getting into it and to be honest I, I was very impressed with the level of uh, competition uh, the winners are good yeah and uh, they would stand up to any competition in the UK wow that's that's something to be uh, yeah be very very proud of here on the island and your daughter is she competing today yeah she was uh, jumping in the hoist qualifier in um, Southview today so uh, she was clear in the first round and had oh. one down in the second so no qualification today unfortunately wow but she keeps trying uh, a great privilege to have her represent the Isle of Man and but we're very proud of her yeah she does well I must say and she works hard like yeah. all athletes work hard and of course we're, we're looking at the Olympics aren't we and we're it. seeing the pinnacle of the sports but of course all those people started at a much lower level putting the hard yards in and whatever so you know that's what we do yeah, yeah. Bob, thank you, Ray. Thank and you. thank you. Amy Rothwell, a busy weekend for you as a horse and pony supervisor. How did it all go for you? Yeah, it was good, thanks, Kiri. We, um, we, were, we were pleased with how yesterday went. We were a bit disappointed about today. 
how the weather has been on the ground. It's, it was just too hard to, health and safety wise, yeah, look after yeah. our horses and our Manx equestrians. It was decision was made, so we had to go with that. But overall, yesterday was it was a good day. The, the entries were good, not as good as they could have been. But yeah. again, we were pleased with the new grounds, new you know, yeah. And after the year we've had, you know, lots of shows being cancelled, lots of events being cancelled. It was just probably nice for some of those riders just to get back out again in the crowds, enjoying a bit of what they love I suppose absolutely yeah and it was so nice I think, I think everyone had a nice time and like you say to get back out and we're lucky to, we've had a show we're, we're really lucky so. and it was really lovely to see them come into the Grand Parade there yesterday the winners in all of their sashes and their ribbons tied around their bellies it just looked amazing absolutely that's for the little ones especially that that's a highlight and I, I remember as a child I loved it going into that, that Grand Parade and everyone watching it was fantastic and we were hoping for a few more people, a few more horses yeah. in the parade, but we were happy with yeah. who went well, in. Well, the thing is, it's a, it's no mean feat for them. It's a lot of noise. There's a lot of people around. This is probably something that they don't see on their yards back home. It's usually quite quiet and just pottering around. So to get out there in the that's bright lights. a huge atmosphere and, uh, you know, that's... A few people would have seen a quick exit from some of them. I'll come back to that in a minute, though. So, but it is a huge atmosphere for them to deal with. So even the, the little ones and the older ones, they, they all do so well to deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. The foal in the Grand Parade won our Manx Bread Award. Yes, yeah, so foal born you know, this year's foal. Oh, and wow. And she, she did dealt look with really, it really well. Yeah, and running alongside that's her Vicky Hargreaves. Owned by Michelle Hargreaves. They'd be a well-known people from Comrenny, yeah, yeah. Comrenny Equestrian Centre, and they were, they, yeah, they, they won our Manx bred class, which was Comrenny Mr. Bo Jangles, and he was first in his breed and class, and the mum is Comrenny Miss Money Penny, homebred, and the dad is Comrenny Windsong, and like I said, it was Vicky Hargreaves, the handler, and Michelle Hargreaves, owner. Con Rennie Winsong, the dad is or the sire is also homebred. Oh, lovely! So, so that is even more special. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The, that was Manx bred, which is judged in our overall, isn't it, Jen? Yeah, yep. overall light horse section, the best of the Manx breds in that lineup. There is a chosen winner. Would there be many horses bred on the Isle of Man anymore? Because obviously, transport to the UK now is easy. It's you know, is it easy just to go and buy one ready-made as such? There is quite a lot of breeders on the Isle of Man. Um, I would say probably within the pony sections, the majority of them would be Conrenny bred. Wow. So, yeah, and there's always loads of them, and they're always fantastic ponies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And saying that, there were so many little ones out on ponies yesterday, and the big beaming smiles, like you said, going around that main ring was yeah. just lovely. It was, yeah, and we've got our overall reserve of the light horse section was six-year-old Hattie Pepper. Six years old. Six years old. Oh my yeah. word. So she, um, she was riding her pony Harry, Moonstruck Sea Serpent, and Harry is eight years old. They've owned him for two years now. Gosh. And she won her lead rein, Mountain and Moorland, and then she was champion Mountain and Moorland, and then she went reserve light horse overall to Jess Collister riding It's the President. Well, Jess Collister's uh, no stranger of the show ring either, is she? She's uh, been a, a grand rider over the years in the UK and on the Isle of Man. Yeah, she's, she did a fantastic job yesterday in that grand parade with, with Lincoln. He's, he, ca he has his quirks, he can be very nervous on his own or at busy atmospheres, hence the quick exit yesterday. <laughs> so it was, Jess decided it was time to take him out. It was a shame that, she, you know, we, 
she wasn't in that lineup because I do think she could have done very well but she had to do what was right and yeah. she had to take him out oh, and so what a shame but the viewing that we did have him he really really was a magnificent horse. horse she's done a super job with him and he's an 11 year old Irish sports horse and she bought him as an unbacked three-year-old in unbacked unbacked three-year-olds in September 2013 he was first in the hunter class he was champion horse and he was our overall light horse champion and it's his second time overall light horse champion at the southern he was six years old when he first took the title so well, just to hope you know yeah. she's produced him herself and to have those titles and how hard would it to be to take him from an unbacked horse like that to a champion very hard and especially <laughs> when they're quirky oh, no. <laughs> she says quirky does this mean he's a bit unpredictable or just a youngster in, in his ways i don't i don't know him too well i've seen jess on him at shows and um i wouldn't say he was always the easiest for him but she does an amazing job yeah, she presents yeah. him well she, just does, she always yeah. does a super job with him and he's a they are both a pleasure to watch in the ring all, yeah. all the time yeah. and yeah. he really is a special horse yeah, so. yeah. So it was a great success all round then, Amy. You know, how, how was it for the, uh, for the closure of the weekend? Very good, yes. And it's quite nice for me and Jen to just have a stroll around the field, actually. And Yeah, you pair would normally be showing yourselves, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, we would, yeah. So we don't bring our own, well, Amy's daughter bought her pony, but I didn't bring mine to the show. I said that I would help with the running of the light horse section and today we would normally be helping with the workers and the show jumping so so yeah a yeah, day off we but we don't uh, normally get a trip around <laughs> <laughs> so let's hope that the royal manx it'll go ahead it's uh, yeah. it's like you say it's the unknown of the of the weather and so many unpredictables but yeah brilliant hope, i think we do need a little bit of rain to hope for the jumping to happen there too yes. don't we oh, so, so fingers crossed we've got to do some rain dances i'm sorry you? for those that don't <laughs> want rain but we do <laughs> we need it yeah, yeah. overall good yeah, yeah. Amy, on a side note, it was a very, very successful day for your family in the sheep side of the show. Um, again, coming through in the ribbons, Alan and Alison Rothall, they worked tirelessly with the sheep. And uh, this time it was a ewe lamb. Yeah, it was, it's, it's been a while since we've had this particular breed in the, in the ring, but it's, it was lovely to see and it was just fantastic to actually yeah. make it into the Grand Parade. It was a Border Leicester ewe lamb sire Intoc Mananen by Drennan's Dazzler and Dam as a Didcot ewe by Muirmouth Magic and would these be genetics that your dad and mum would have brought in from the UK or or would they just you know just keep adding to every now and again yeah just went, as you know they, they went out of the Border Leicesters and not long got back into them so it's just it's, it's building back up now we go away occasionally and but like you say, they went out with them. They were very successful before they did disperse yeah, them. The, the last time they won in the Grand Parade was back in 2010. So it's it's been a while. It's, like I say, it was it was nice to see them back in the ring with. But they work hard. Also, they're in the tickets again with the Beltexes that morning in the in the classes. Yeah, it was a <laughs> it was a busy year this year, and I didn't realise all all four breeds were actually coming myself until I've. I've had COVID, so I was I was in lockdown. So I got I got out Friday and was washing sheep with mum, oh, and wow. it wasn't till then I realised that the blue face Lesters were going, the Texels were going, the Bell Techs were going, and also the Border Lesters. But presented so well, and it's as you know they they take so much pride in what they do, and 
yeah, they have had a successful day and it always they makes were it better. turned out to the absolute standard that the pair of them are known for and they've got a great team of people around them helping. Absolutely, yeah. Jake Fair, he's he's on board with us now and cousin Abby Jackson and Uncle Robert Jackson as well. So we, we couldn't do it without them. It's we need the team and And it's a great day out for all of them. All of yeah. that work will have taken months, if not years, to get those sheep to the standard that they yeah, are absolutely. at. It's like anything you've it's doesn't happen overnight does it and you know yourself it's it's, it's hard work and it mum and dad put so much time and effort into it and and to come away with that championship in the long wall and then in that uh, grand parade there to be stood in the final lineup was just first in class long wall champion like you say icing on the cake just to just see mum in that ring was just enough for me yeah and hope Enough for Alan as well, probably. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> that was Amy Rothwell and Jenny Cryer with the results of the horse section and before that, Ray Cox. You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark, looking back at various aspects of the very successful Southern District Agricultural Show. After leaving the horse section, I popped into the Defamarkey to see who was the award-winning stand this year, and it was Bola Kelly. Well, Dave, it's the end of the Southern Show. New venue. How has it been? It's been fantastic. Just to see as many people that have been here, you know, turn out in what must be the biggest event so far since lockdown. Um, it's been fantastic. I think the organisation was wonderful. Lots of space for people to feel safe walking around and talking to each other, you know, between all the venues. Um, and we've, you know, we've done particularly well with sausages and whatever else. Um, the Wagyu story has gone down very well um, this weekend, I guess, where we've tried to add some value to the dairy herds by crossing dairy cows with Wagyu bulls to make, you know, their offspring a lot more edible than. Um, they usually are, and that story has been well received, I think, by the public generally. Really, really good. And like I see, the shelves are empty here on the Bola Kelly stand. It yeah. is always a good sign after an event like this. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, a lot of hard work goes into getting the shelves full in the first place. So, Farmer Al and Rachel have been working their backsides off all week <laughs> to, to make sure that we had enough stock. But as you can see, yes, we've. Uh, We've had a very successful couple of days. Yeah, and it's always good seeing the frying pan on there with all the tasters. You know, that's a real good selling point. It really is, yeah. And just making sure, though, sometimes we don't smoke out the whole tent. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the smell certainly attracts people. And Michelle has done a fantastic job. Two days up the hot plate, um, serving up some amazing sausages and pork chops and and burgers. So yeah, we've had a, a great weekend. Chris, the Wagyu beef it seems to have gone down really well. Now, that's a new story to the Isle of Man. It's beef that we don't generally produce here. No, something a bit different. Something, hopefully, that appeals uh, to the wider market. High value, trying to add some value down the supply chain for everybody. And this has been your idea. You know, you're a family farm at home there. And, you know, this is diversification, I guess. Yeah, um, it's all born out of uh, some of the meetings, I suppose, I sat in three, four years ago. And... Um, we wanted to add value to, I suppose, the, a byproduct of the dairy industry. Um, and you know, we've, we've worked away trying to find a way to, 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 to do that. And the wagyu seemed to fit, seemed to be a good thing for for the beef for the dairy producers. And then uh, we take them on from the dairy herds and uh, rear them on. And how has this come about today? This is obviously Manx produced beef now. 
Yeah, so a Japanese breed, uh, renowned for its quality and its flavour and its high marbling. And uh, you know, we, it seemed logical that uh, when, after I brought them home to Jerby, that uh, we took them next door to our neighbours at Balakelly and butchered them and brought them here today. Yep. And how did this come about? Would you have used embryo transfer or you know, it's, it's quite a modern approach? So we just AI, uh, used, used the semen, AI the dairy cows and then uh, they, the dairy farmers rear them calves on for us and then we take them from there. Yeah. And it's obviously seemed to be quite successful and, and lots of questions asked. You know, it's, it's a very new thing but obviously the shelves are empty. Yeah, yeah, no, we're all sold out. It's gone down really well. The tasters have gone down really well. And um, people, I think people are surprised to see it here. Um, but yeah, this, this is amazing what people um, will buy and how much they'll spend yeah, you know, for, for that premium product. So. For real. And uh, Rachel and Alan are missing here this evening, but I believe it's been a long, hard uh, week or two getting ready for the show. Yeah, it always is, I think. Um, a lot of effort goes into getting here. It takes a lot to cut and prep and make sausages and but yeah no it's all been worth it that was david wormold from Kelly farm and chris neal talking about the wagyu beef i popped along then to the young farmers cookery competition where they're in mid-flow and caught up with georgie revel so everyone's a winner in my eyes but um first place goes to southern So what did you do? What was it? What was the starter? Was it? So we had a Manx platter to start with, with lots of homegrown veg and local sausages and stuff like that. Then we had a jeweled quinoa salad, which is a bit interesting because I've never cooked quinoa before, but I think it went all right. Excellent. And then we had drop scones and blackberry eaten mess for dessert and homemade lemonade as well. Oh, lovely. And Georgie, what was your thoughts? Oh, it's fantastic. They meant, I want to know where their source of fresh blackberries has come from because I haven't found any yet and uh, I think it's been sunnier in the north than it has in the south so I'm very surprised about that but no what uh, incredible what you can do in a tent with very limited space and cooking facilities and with an hour just to prepare everything so they've all done amazingly well I'm very very proud and we're finally finished in the Young Farmers Cookery. What was that, an experience? It was, it was amazing and definitely some skills there. Like, not just, uh, but to be in a field and to come up with such a, a nice picnic, I was really impressed. Like, definitely, if they look for a job in a kitchen, I'm more than happy to, <laughs> to put my name on it. Excellent. No, definitely, definitely same. They yes. were to think how young they are and uh, using well, everything Manx. That's it, and once again, we go back to being in a field and yeah. not in a professional kitchen. So, yeah. and. You can see they're so proud of using Manx products and to tell us where it comes from. So now definitely, definitely, uh, well I'm very proud of all of them. Excellent. Well done. Well, I'll let you go and get in the photographs now. <laughs> Thank you. Brian Neil. well, that's the cookery competition done for another year. And what a crowded tent we had all watching. And, well, what fantastic four entrants we had. Yeah, I'm so pleased. It was such a good turnout. Each club had a full team. And then, obviously, we had so many people in the tent here watching. I've got a bit of a sweat on it. It's so warm in here with the amount of people we had. But, um, no, it was brilliant. And each club did so, so well. And their presentation, the food they cooked, it was just brilliant. Lots of colourful Manx produce, which, you know, we can't beat. This is it. And we've caught Stevie here stealing strawberries dipped in chocolate. Yeah. A very I elaborate... I had a few, Kerry, but you just missed out. But awfully sorry. 
Now yeah, so, people are racing to the tables. <laughs> what was your favourite TV? Um, my my favourite part of the whole competition is just seeing complete, say complete novices, people that aren't usually in the way of cooking their own meals, um, that can come here today and take minimal equipment and put on a nice spread and like Georgie and Johan said today, to be able to come into a field with a handful of like you know knives and things like that and put a nice spread, a nice picnic they've done today. I think it's just amazing. It's not it's not even just about the food they put on, it's the way they've been able to do it with minimal resources. That's that's what like sort of does yeah, it for exactly. me. We've got no electricity, they brought little gas burners, that's all they had, and then their own equipment, you know, no water or anything like that. So they brought that themselves. Um just yeah, I, really I do good. think uh, Georgie from the Cook Shack there and Johan the the chef from the governor's know, house himself. Like they were blown away by yeah. it. their compliments and their remarks in the final spreadsheet was just fantastic. Yeah, really good and really thorough. And I think it's always nice for the clubs to hear the feedback. You know, they might not do the cookery competition again, but at least, you know, they can hear what the judges liked and enjoyed about the, the thing because they have put a lot of effort in at the end of the day. So it's quite really. a, it's quite a confidence boost as well for the people that were taking part. For yeah, someone definitely. like Johan, who is like at the top of his game as a chef, to um to compliment them on, on what they've done today. Yeah. Um, and like he was, I was walking around with them while he was doing the judging and he was amazed at just how well people have done yeah like yeah. he thought it was fantastic and he's that amazed he's actually offered to come back and help young farmers he's going to do like a workshop do demonstrations and things yeah, as well so, like so, so it's brilliant yeah, like yeah, he's pretty... obviously very impressed so excellent can't do better than that can you yeah no really good and young farmers just generally is a huge movement and still going from strength to strength yeah definitely we had the stock judging down here yesterday at 9 30 which was a really good turnout some great stock as well for them to judge and then yeah we've got loads of things in the pipeline we'll be back at the royal show in our tent so everyone will have to come see that we'll have our brand spanking new 2022 young farmers calendar for sale there um, and then we've got loads of heaps more on yeah, throughout yeah. the year haven't we yeah hopefully for the all show too we've got our giant deck chairs yes. um, yeah. our, our, our <laughs> branded young, young farmers deck chairs so anybody uh, wants to get he fancies getting stuck in them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. and then loads in the pipeline we've got um, a date at the Villa Marina for Winter Welly Wonderland so um, we're having a big 75th anniversary bash with hopefully some special guests DJs bands so those tickets will go out on sale soon so everyone needs to keep an eye out for that yeah, it's great that the year can progress maybe a little bit more normal than we've had this yeah. last couple of years has been terribly difficult on all charities yeah normal but um, very jam-packed I would say yeah, yeah. trying to get everything in now before the end of the year yeah it's, it has been difficult but we have done what we can to get all the events in that we normally hold but try and compress them into the, the two-thirds of the year that we've yeah. had because yeah. Yeah, the four months we've had out Although it was almost like a welcome break to some people to be able to get that chance to, to you know, get themselves back together again. Um, but yeah, hopefully by the end of the year we'll be back to normal again and you know, be able to have things 12 months of the year like we usually do. Yeah, yeah. That was Bryony Neal and Stevie Corran from the Federation of Young Farmers and Georgie Revel, the judge of the cookery competition there in the Young Farmers Marquee. Excellent stuff. Well, we're glad we got all those recordings hopefully in on the programme. Uh, if you missed any of it, don't forget, go to the Manx Radio website and you can go to the Listen Again or the podcasts and you'll hear all the interviews in full on there. Uh, next week, we're looking ahead to, well, we'll be looking back, I suppose, next week at a Royal Manx Agricultural Show.
Yeah, so everybody getting prepared again for another lovely outing. Uh, all, all being well and the weather will hold, we hope, just about. But the uh, rain has come at the right time for the farms. Uh, everybody's delighted that a bit of rain has come and greened up the fields around the countryside. So it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? It is indeed. That's it for this week's Countryside. We're back next Tuesday with more. So until then, from me, Simon Clark, And me, Kiri Kermode. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>